0: That's unbelievable.
1: 256 days for a felony is the average jail wait time wow. for trial. And 193 for a misdemeanor. That that just blows my mind. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Dave, I got a topic for the Hopper. Yes. Uh, I have recently been watching a show on YouTube, Patty Mayo. Are you familiar with Patty Mayo? Never heard it's of it. It's a terrible <laughs> name. That's his name. I think it's his actual name, Okay. this guy. Um, and he is a bounty hunter. Okay. And he goes out and catches bad guys. Kind of like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Did yeah. You, ever, you watch that show?
0: I mean, he's got a great mullet,
1: right? He does. Yeah. Uh, This guy, this bounty hunter, also has a great haircut but it's not... It's not a mullet? It's not a mullet. He's okay. got a mohawk and it's really, really short. Okay. It's, you know, he's like a... Anyway, uh, it looks weird it, and he's not nearly as intimidating. You look at him and you're like, oh yeah, this guy's nobody. Um, but man, he he's really good at it. Okay. But, uh, you know, he, he goes in and he tackles people and he right. like forces his way. He breaks locks. Uh-huh. He takes drinks out of people's refrigerators and just drinks them. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. All of, and I got it got me to thinking, what is what is that about? And so I so I did a little deep dive on how the bail system works and right. how bounty hunters work and and the justice around all that. And oh my goodness, what I found, I we need to talk about.
0: Okay, great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so to start off, I, I got we got to talk about how bail system is supposed to work. I think it's really broken. In fact, I think almost everybody who knows about it recognizes this is a broken system. Uh But we've got to start off with how it's supposed to work. So when somebody is accused of a crime and uh, they're put in jail, like the police take them to jail, right? And they have to wait in jail, uh, only usually for a few days, to where they can see a judge and the judge uh, says that uh, they're still innocent, and this is not the trial. But the judge says, okay, we're going to we're gonna um, uh, give you a... Uh, boy, what am I trying to say here? The, the arraignment? They're trying the to see if there's enough yeah.
0: evidence to, to hold this person or to, yes, to have a trial? to have a trial. Yeah. And if there is, then uh-huh. the
1: judge says, you need to stay in jail until the trial. But wait a second, that's not fair because you're not guilty. Right. Well, yeah, you're not proven guilty yet. Right. So in order to make sure that the person comes back uh for their trial yeah then they have to put some money down that's that's bail. the bail yeah that's the bail yeah and
0: the bail is set depending on how how terrible the crime yes. um, how much of a flight risk they might be yeah. various factors go into how much money they are are going to require
1: yeah, other and uh, whether or not they're likely to run away. So if the person has a, a job, if they're married, if they have a family, all those things would mm-hmm. indicate a lower bail and priors. Uh, yeah, so prior. Uh-huh. Uh, so another thing that they're trying to do with this bail is by is to say, um, w- uh, we want to make sure that a like a really violent offender, someone with a lot of evidence that they're going to recommit while they're waiting. Yeah, recommit some sort of offense, that person's going to get a higher or maybe no bail at all. Right. Um. Anyway, uh, and then what happens is the person has to give that amount of money. Right. And then they can get out of jail. And when they come back to their court date, then they get the entire sum back. It, they, it's just a right. way to you know it's just a ransom basically that the yeah. government's taken. All right. Um, and they get that money back no matter the outcome. So if they're guilty, if they're innocent, that doesn't matter. Right. They get right. that money back. It's just a, a, like a, it's just, a deposit. I'm
0: getting out of jail. Here's some money to hold until I come back for this trial.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then if the person does not show up to court, then the court just keeps the money. Right. That's how that works. Okay. So the median bail, uh, uh, cash bail amount in the United States is about $10,000. Okay. Ten thousand dollars. And that is for most Americans, you just there's no way to afford that. And this is somebody who um uh th- that has not been proven guilty yet. Right. So this this is, these are folks who uh there's is some evidence, you know, they were in the neighborhood maybe or close by when a when a and they just you know, they look like the person well, I think
0: it's more than that at the arraignment. There has to be a suspicion of guilt and there has to be some evidence that, that, to actually bring someone to trial.
1: Yeah, that's true. There is yeah. some evidence. I'm not saying there's no evidence.
0: I wonder what the numbers are there as far as people who are arraigned and um, you know, detained for trial, how many of them are innocent versus guilty in the end. Yeah. That, that would be important to know.
1: It is. And uh, that's going to be a very difficult thing to know right. for reasons that I'll explain coming up. Um Anyway, for most people, they can't afford this amount of money. So, what we have in our country, for in most places, is commercial businesses who will say, uh, th- "This is a bail bondsman." Right. A bail bondsman. They're totally different from the court system. This is yep. not part of the government. It's a right. commercial organization.
0: They float loans. It is a loan, and yeah. so
1: they're going to um, there's going to be a, um, a. So what you do is you go to a bail bondsman. You say, "Okay, I got a bail of ten thousand dollars." Or, you know, my my friend, my brother, whatever has a has a uh Yeah. And the bail bondsman says, Okay, give me ten percent of the loan ten mm-hmm. percent of the bail rather, and then I'll pay so give me a thousand dollars, you give me a thousand dollars, I'll pay the ten thousand. Right. And then uh when he shows back shows up to court again, then y'all don't owe anything. I get my ten thousand back and right. I'm gonna keep your thousand. Right, so that's how they do it, and ten, ten to fifteen percent is about what it costs. Uh huh. Um, and so, uh, and that when you when you go to a bail bondsman, that money can't be recovered. That goes to the bail bondsman. That's it. Right. You never see it, that money like again. It's like the
0: fee for having that loan. Totally.
1: Yeah. That's right. That's right. Then, okay. Now, what happens if somebody now that bail bondsman is responsible? Really, and he's got ten thousand dollars that he's going to get if the person shows up to court. If the person does not show up to court. He's out $10,000. Right. So that if the person does not show up to court, that bail bondsman hires a bounty hunter right. to go and catch that defendant. And bring him uh, to court. And bring him to court so that they can get yeah. their $10,000. Which
0: which means that there's a, a bench warrant. I mean, there's uh, obviously they that's didn't show right. up for court, and now they are to be detained, arrested. Correct. Yeah, brought they to court. Brought to court. Forcibly. Brought to
1: jail, at least. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so... Uh, th- that's how the system is supposed to work. Um, bounty hunters. Uh, the laws ab- around bounty hunting vary from state to state widely. Uh-huh. Some states it's really strict on how- that you have to go to lots and lots of training to become a bounty hunter. Others almost nothing. Yeah. Um, laws about what bounty hunters can do. Some laws it's very strict. Other laws bounty hunters can. Have got. They can force their way into your house. They can mm-hmm. break locks. They can do all kinds of stuff. It's really. They can use deadly force, and uh-huh. there's all kinds of laws protecting them. But bounty hunters in our country catch about ninety percent of bail jumpers.
0: Okay. They catch, They're yep. pretty effective.
1: Yeah. Um, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, that they can do that.
0: And you got to wonder. I mean, why would someone jump bail? Right. Yeah. That, that that's a pretty. I mean, it doesn't prove that they're guilty, but, I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, Let's talk some about that. Okay. (laughs) When it comes to, so now, um, so that's how the system is supposed to work. And as I explain it, it probably makes a whole lot of sense. Um, It does to me, before you start thinking about some of the injustices. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the injustices in this whole system. First of all, this creates a three-tier economic system. Of injustice, if you are wealthy and accused of a crime it's going to be real easy for you to post bail mm-hmm. um, almost no matter what the price is because you have the money and it and it you just out that amount of money for the time being right you're going to get it back so you just post you just give them the money and then and then uh, right. you get it back later for those who are uh, maybe poor or middle class um, they're going to have to get a bail bond, and then those so this is the second tier those folks they have to give their $1000 or 2000 or 3000 or 5000 whatever and they don't get that back uh and then
0: See, I'm sorry they don't get they don't get their bail going,
1: no they're going to have to give it give a down payment to a bail bondsman oh you mean
0: you mean the fee for the for the loan exactly yeah. where okay. someone
1: who's wealthy and can aff- and has the cash flow right they don't have to pay anything right they, you know the bail is just uh-huh. it just ties up their money they get it right back there's no, they don't put out any yeah.
0: money. Yeah, but, um, hmm, okay, continue.
1: Yeah, so then, uh, but, but people who have to get a loan, then they do have to pay significantly, um, and they don't get any of that money back. Then you've got folks who are very poor, and those folks can't even afford to get a bail bondsman. Right. Um, even if they're innocent, and, and it's hard to know how many of them are, but even if they're innocent, those folks just have to stay in jail. And when they do stay in jail... Um, they stay in there for months at a time before their court date, and if they stay in j- jail for months, this is an incredible disruption to housing, to yeah. jobs. They lost their jobs. I think
0: therein lies the real problem. Yeah, is that we are supposed to have a right to a speedy trial, right? And if it's months and months, I mean, even you know, even one month seems like a long time to be in jail. To see if you're, you know, proven guilty or not. Right. Before. That's a lot of time. and I mean, that's. I don't think that's what our, our, our founding fathers were thinking when they said a speedy trial. Indeed. I mean, this needs to be done quickly. This Indeed. is a problem to me. It's a huge problem. I think that is the biggest problem with all that you've said so far.
1: Yeah. It's massive. It's massive. Um, and, uh, yeah, people lose custody of their children. They mm-hmm. lose. I mean, it, there's so much. And then when you lose all of that, uh, the um it leads people to more and more crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it maybe they were not criminals at all to begin with, um, and this m- turns them into criminals, and that there's lots of evidence of that. Uh-huh. If folks were doing like petty crime, they're in, in jail on a misdemeanor, then they lose everything. Yeah, and then puts a lot of do? pressure on uh, people. It's, it's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. Um, let's see. Uh, the longer they stay in j- the. Um, let me. Uh, the prosecution has a motivation to keep people in jail for as long as possible. And the reason is because uh, the longer they stay in jail, the more likely they are to uh, plead guilty in a plea bargain, Mm -hmm. and they don't have to go to trial. And this is what happens. When you say to somebody, um, you're in here for a misdemeanor, you're in here for a minor felony, and uh, we don't know if you did it or not. You're saying that you didn't do it. But if you say you're guilty, you can go home right now. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how the vast majority of people leave. And the longer you you, you keep them in jail, the more mm. likely they are to take that guilty plea. Right. And they're not in their right mind because the food is terrible, the bed is terrible. They're getting beat up in the yard. Um, they're they're about to lose custody of their kids. And then you say, okay, you plead gu-. now they plead guilty, and you go back. They've got a guilty felony. They're guilty of a felony. They lose their job for that. Have a hard time finding another job. Right. But they don't have to go to court anymore, and so that's good for the prosecution, right? So the fact—the longer they stay in jail—yeah,
0: that's that's another significant problem there. I mean, yeah. th- th- there's motivation to keep people in jail. Oh and yeah, plea bargain, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, let's just let's have a speedy trial and get the trial done. Have, let them have their day in court.
1: Yep, yep. So right now, um, right now it's 2022, uh, and when we're recording this. And there's in the neighborhood of 650,000 people in jail any given day. 80% of those are waiting for trial. 80% of those are waiting mm-hmm. for trial. Um, 69% of those are black and Hispanic. And so this, this definitely affects racial minorities more than others. Um, the average time to wait in jail for trial is two hundred and fifty six days
0: that's a long
1: time to to even be able to to plead your case and to even see what evidence there is it's it's yeah. awful
0: that's that's really the issue here for me this that's terrible that's awful just terrible
1: okay, let me tell you some more injustice here and this is a broken system um, the bail bondsman the person who's giving a loan in order to pay the bond, yeah, these are people who have no in, no real motivation for justice. Of course. They're not a part yeah, of the justice. They're just running a business. They're running a business. They're looking for money. Therefore, they see the accused people as sources of revenue. Right. That's all they see. And they're going to issue a bond only to those who they f- think are a good investment. Right. And so it's just it's just about the money, which so, so they're not interested in justice at all. Someone who right. needs to go home, you know, a hard luck case where somebody needs to go home to take care of their elderly parents or whatever. None of that matters. Right. It's not about justice. It's not about society. It's about are you going? It's to
0: just be- simple. Uh, a loan. It's just a loan. Yeah, that's right. With a with a ten percent.
1: That's right. Right. So what that means is that these contracts. So you sign a contract. It's a loan. That's a yeah. contract, right? Uh huh. And so this contract. Uh, They often allow the bondsman to revoke the bond at any time for any reason, and then you have to come back to jail. Um, They often require weekly check-ins, sometimes in phone, sometimes in person, Mm -hmm. uh, random drug tests, unannounced searches of your home, of your person. Uh, Sometimes they require you to wear an ankle bracelet. um, Uh And all of these things allow for them to really, if they want to, harass people. Yeah. Um, and that often happens. The other thing that they, that allows them to do is to, there's there has been a lots and lots of uh, recently, um, you can go and look this up on Google or whatever, but um, cases where a really corrupt bail bondsman, uh, it's very easy uh-huh. to come to your house and say, or come to your mother's house or come to whatever, right. to say, uh, look, I'm about to revoke your bond cause, just because I feel like it. And so, if you could find f- five hundred dollars right now, uh, then I won't re- revoke your bond. Yeah. And so, like, okay, uh, that's what you have to do. Yeah, it sounds like uh, sounds like there needs happens. to be
0: some legislation around these these businesses if they're going to be floating these loans. I, I mean. I, Gosh, if you're in a between a rock and a hard place, and you got to sign a contract like that right
1: now, you know, like here's the contract, and you got to because yeah, you're going to lose gonna your gonna job. we're going to harass you and totally and drive you nuts. And what happens is there, here's the contract, and they're going to sign it. You're going to sign if you if you're in jail, and you need to get out to be with your kids or be with. You're going to sign that contract. Yeah. And who knows what's in it? It could be anything, and so then what the bail bondsman says is they signed the contract. this is a legal binding agreement they just mm-hmm. we agreed we agreed to this, yeah, and the the injustice is yeah,
0: incredible it, there needs to be some legislation there for sure.
1: The problem is this is huge money this is- hu- this is big, big money, yeah therefore not
0: as big as credit cards and other loans, that's but that's right that, that it's 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 usury. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then they donate to politicians uh-huh. and write the laws. Who politicians have no idea the intricacies of this system. Hmm. So when it comes time to write a new law for bail bonds, uh you know there's no politician who's who's running on the issue of bail bonds. Right. No politicians doing that. No politicians an expert in bail bonds. So it's time to write a new a new law on bail bonds. Guess who they're going to look to? To write the laws on right. bail bonds. Right. It's the bail bondsmen mm-hmm. and the and the trade associations. And how's that going to go? We've talked about this before. This right. is where the laws come from. So when you say we need some more laws around bail bonds contracts, yes, what's the chance that's going to happen? Of
0: course, yeah. It's, they're going to be just laws. Oh, that's, my goodness. Yeah, the corruption is out of control. Yeah,
1: it's terrible. Um, okay let's go further than that. The system doesn't work. The goal of the bail system is, is, is twofold. First, they're trying to prevent further crime by this defendant after the arrest, but before the trial. Uh-huh. Okay, that's number one. And number two, they're trying to make sure that, that the defendant comes to court. Right. Okay. Um, the overwhelming evidence says that this system does not do either of those things. It doesn't do, and there's lots and lots of studies on this. Uh-huh. It doesn't do either of these things. Um, in places where there are no bail bonds, and so, for example, Washington, uh, D.C., Yeah, uh, out, there are no bail bonds in Washington, D.C., uh-huh. um, and it's been that way for a long, long time. And uh, nine, over 90% of defendants come back without bail. They come back for their court date. So
0: when you say there are no bail, are there no bail bondsmen in D.C., or no, there's no bail at all? No bail. Okay.
1: No bail. They either hold you because you right. are uh, a flight risk or uh-huh. something like that, or they let you go. Uh-huh. There's no opportunity. No bail. no bail. And the people who leave come back at a greater than 90% rate, um, which is just as effective as those who are out on bail. Uh-huh. It's the same rate. It's the same rate. Uh, and the people who don't come back, the 10% who yeah. or, or so that don't come back... Um, when social workers look into that, because they have social workers, assigned, they've they've done all these different studies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you rule out child care issues, health, personal health issues, work issues, and transportation issues, almost they, uh, everybody, that's basically all, everybody. Yeah. That's basically everybody. Everybody wants to come. There are, a f- I say everybody, there are a few people who are jumping bond for-
0: Think they're going to get away. Think they're going to get away. But you don't.
1: It's extraordinarily rare. Yeah. It's extraordinarily rare and we are using this massive system to ha- and that has no effect. No effect. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um further putting people in jail um and ha- and having them sit there f- until their trial increases the likelihood that they're going to commit a crime if they're found innocent. Uh-huh. If they're found innocent and they're released, their likelihood of committing crime immediately after that skyrockets. Oh, yeah.
0: I've said this for years, that if if I went to jail and I was innocent, I was not a criminal going into jail, I'd be a criminal coming out of jail. Yeah. Because if you're going to have to defend yourself from being uh, beat up or raped or whatever. Totally. I mean, yeah. And uh, you're going to... You're gonna do what you can. You're gonna. You got to be a survivor.
1: You know right? the system is not. You you haven't been found guilty yet, and yet they're they're holding you as if you were a prisoner.
0: Yeah, that would that would be so.
1: And so those horrible. are the two things we're trying to reduce. We're trying to get people back to court, and we're trying to reduce uh, the people these these people uh-huh. uh, committing crimes or more crimes. And actually, both of those things are made worse by the bail system.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, uh, how? Why does it take so long to have a trial? Well, what's the breakdown there? Do you know?
1: Well, so part of it is that uh, we have not enough judges, not enough prosecutors, not enough defenders, not enough—you know—not enough money going into the uh-huh. system to do this. That's one thing. But also, I think—not. Uh, I think I know that uh, they are trying to draw this out in order to uh, increase the likelihood that someone's going to plead guilty.
0: Yeah. And, and then out plead of court.
1: guilty, and now you, because going to court costs an enormous amount of resources. Hmm. Right? So, a tri- an actual trial where you have to have, uh, you know, you have to get everyone to court, mm-hmm. you've got to get all the witnesses and the jury and the, all that stuff, so much easier for everybody if you just plead guilty and go on your way. Uh-huh. That's what the prosecutors want. Because they got to clear out their schedule. Right. And they got to have guilty rates. They want to have like guilty, 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 guilty. Look at all these criminals we took off the streets. Right. But a lot of those people who plead guilty almost certainly are not when they're claiming innocence. Yeah. T- but we, I mean, no one knows for sure. How, right. There can't be any statistics on that because everybody mm. claims they're innocent and not everybody is. But some people are. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they switch to guilty when the pressure is put on. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The deal gets sweet enough that they'll take it. Exactly. So the pressure is so horrible in jail waiting around losing money, losing relationships, I mean, the stress. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, yeah. You're making some good points here.
1: <laughs> it's it's a terrible system. Yeah. Which is why uh that uh, the um this this commercial cash bail bond system where Defendants ha basically almost all defendants have to go to a cash bail um, bail bondsman uh is utilized in the United States and the Philippines and nowhere else in the world hmm. there's no- everything now almost every other place has some sort of bail system, but the bail is extraordinarily low hmm. and it's only for a few people here and there. And there's no commercial bail bondsman because everybody can afford it. Right. If you, if you qualify for bail, you can afford it, and it's not a big deal. It doesn't prevent people um, from utilizing that system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I said earlier that Washington, D.C., um, they basically eliminated cash bail in 1992. They were the first mm-hmm. um, uh, first ones to do that. They use a kind of checklist, a risk assessment. They assign, like, points basically an algorithm to, well, you've got a piece of paper and you say, you know, uh, does this person have a job? Yes or no? Is this a felony? Yes or no? Is this their first crime or second or third that they've been accused of? You know, you go through the a system, yeah. uh, science points, to see if they're likely to commit another crime and if they're likely to show up to court. And basically, if they're likely to show up to court and they're not likely to commit a crime, then the judge is required to let them go without bail, uh-huh. Oh, there is no bail. If they are really likely to commit a crime, and they are uh, and or they are not likely to show up for court, then they have to stay in jail, mm-hmm. and they don't have a potential for bail.
0: I wonder what the numbers they are and, in yep. other countries of how long people have to wait before their trial.
1: That's a great question. You're really stuck on that, and I, and uh, yeah,
0: I really am. I really think this is the crux of the of the problem.
1: It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's got to be a sweet spot though, because you want to make sure that you have all the evidence. Sure. And it may take some time for a, especially yeah, a defense that. attorney um, to gather the evidence. Because especially for poor people who are going to need to have a public defender, uh-huh. that person is, uh, needs time and resources to mount a serious defense. Yep. On the other hand, I'm with you 100%. Months and months of sitting in, in, you know, when you're talking about, what is it, nine months or something is the average, something somewhere in there. That's terrible. That, that's really awful. Yeah, that's for a felony. It's shorter for a misdemeanor, but for felonies, which that's most of them in there, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that can't be right. Uh, I mean, I mean, the, the number is accurate, but that's not good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Washington D.C. doing all of that, they have the number of people that they have in their jail very small, mm-hmm. very very small, and they are saving four hundred million dollars a year. Just Washington D.C. Imagine what uh-huh. a st- you know—something like the size of a state. Saving, Washington D.C. Saving for who? Saving for the for the district, I guess. Uh-huh. B- because they're not incarcerating people. I see. It costs a lot of money yeah. to house all you. these people who are in jail. I'm tracking. If you, I mean, wh- what did I say? The the. Uh, let me look this up. The paper again. Eighty um, percent of people who are in jail in the United States right now are waiting for trial. If we took, yep, ninety-five percent of those. And said, no, just go home and come back when it's, when it's your court date. Right. Think about the money that we could save. Yeah. Go now, feed what, yourselves. Exactly. Keep your jobs. And what they've done in Washington, D.C. is that they have spent that $400 million. Well, some of it has just been you know lower taxes. Uh-huh. But some of it they've spent on uh, helping people. Well, one is doing research to make sure their algorithm is right. Uh-huh. To say, is this algorithm correct? Are we accurately predicting? Right. So it's data collection. Are we accurately predicting? And so they re-, re um, they update that on a regular basis uh-huh. to make sure that they're getting their predictions right. But also in, it's like social services to help people. Oh, you can't come to, are you coming to court? You're not coming to court. Why? Well, cause I got no one to watch my, I got a six month old that needs uh-huh. to go. Okay. We can take care of that for you. Right. And so you put resources into that and all of a sudden everybody's showing up to their court dates and it works really well. Hmm. Um, in, 2017, which is the most re- recent numbers I could find in Washington, D.C., 94% uh, of defendants were released pre-trial. They kept 6% in the jail. Um, and 90% of those showed up for every court date. Uh, 90% were not arrested pre-trial. Those numbers are higher than any place else in the country. And It's just, uh, anyway. Hmm. Um, some people don't like this very much because the risk assessment that they use doesn't um, doesn't take into account racial and socioeconomic bias and that's true. it doesn't. and so those stereotypes are perpetuated by the risk assessment and it's ha- it's almost impossible to change that. Mm-hmm. They would like to change it, I think I don't know. but like how do you how do you put in racial bias to these kinds of systems it's right. difficult right it's difficult um, so which is why California the state of California uh, passed a law in 2018 that eliminated cash bail they were going to be just like DC um, and but the Republicans opposed this because they said it this this means that we're not tough on crime hmm. we don't want these people who were accused of crimes out in in in, uh, general population. Uh Democrats opposed it because uh, this doesn't address the racial and economic bias. We don't want to copy Washington, D.C. because they're still racially profiling people. Hmm. And so Democrats opposed it. Republicans opposed it. So together, they put in a provision that just made this whole thing worthless. And the provision was that they allowed judges massive latitude and they said you can put judges now can put in whatever bail they want to it doesn't matter and so then this effectively so there's no there's no crime that uh requires bail the way there used to be but now judges can do whatever they want to mm-hmm. they can keep lock people up forever um uh, you know like for some small misdemeanor if someone looks at you sideways and the judge can can say okay, then you're going to jail. There's no bail for you, or we're going to set the bail. You're jaywalking. We're going to set the bail at a million dollars. They can do that now, and it's te- it's just it's it's mm-hmm. as if they passed the bill. They eliminated the the requirement for cash bail, but effectively it means nothing. Yeah. Um. All right, I got a couple more things. Um. Various jurisdictions have tried a couple different things that seem to be super effective, but nobody wants to make it widespread Mm -hmm. for some of the reasons that we've already talked about. But the one is phone call reminders to people, hey, you've got a court date coming up. Uh Increase appearance rates to court by 42% of people who weren't going to come, 42% of them, just by a phone call, an automated phone call. Yeah. Um, Two-way, so that's an automated phone call, just a robo-dial two-way texting that would allow a defendant to communicate with their public defender Uh to say, here's what's going on, 95% court appearance to do something like that. Uh And that would work as well. Ankle monitors also are a fairly cheap way to get people, uh, to keep people from running because we know where they are. And required check-ins with social services and caseworkers also are super, super helpful. Check-ins required by the court rather than the bail bondsman. Gotcha. Um, those are also very helpful. Um, those are the most expensive of, of the things I've just listed. Mm-hmm. Um, some countries that do have bail, other than the United States, they tie bail to a percentage of your income. And so if you got a massive income, then the bail is humongous, and if you've got a very small income, the bail, But it's about your income, hmm. and that that is not great. It's certainly yeah. not a fix-all, but I can yeah, see that that's can, a little bit better.
0: I could certainly see where if you if you have a very uh, good-paying job and you are well-established, um, yeah, you're not much of a flight risk. Um, and but you have extra money, yeah, yeah. It's complicated, isn't it?
1: It is. It's very complicated. Yeah. Um, Harris County, Texas, which is where Houston is, uh, mine are understanding that's the most pop- the single most populous county in the country. I think hmm. that's right. Anyway, it's pretty close anyway. Um, they have been trying an experiment recently where they have open hours court once a week where if you miss your court hearing, um, especially for a misdemeanor, you can just show up on Friday afternoon, any Friday afternoon. If you miss your court that week, yeah, come on Friday afternoon, and they're going to clear up any warrants. And you have access to social workers, case managers, and so on.
0: Walk-in court.
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. For small things. Obviously, if it's a murder trial or something, like, okay, that doesn't work. Yeah. But that that has been working really, really well. Um, uh, you can't go for more than a week. If you miss it that week, y- you can go on Friday. Okay, then we're coming to get you. Gotcha. Uh, but that works really well. Um, and then finally, a few not-for-profit organizations recently have have uh, uh, has sprung up that pay ju- pay a bound, uh, pay, pay a person's bond outright who can't pay it. And uh, so sort of think about a, basically a bail bondsman that does it for free. Yeah. It's a bail bondsman that does it for free. I'm going to pay your bail for you. you are you going to show up to court? You are? Okay. Then you come to court. I'm going to get my money back, and that's all. I just want you to get home. Who would do that? They're not for profit organizations. it's just it's people who recognize the injustice here mm-hmm. uh yeah, that's not how can I say this uh, I have things that I give my money to. You have things that you give your money to yeah. that are charitable organizations. This is not where I have decided to put my money right, right now, <laughs> but there are people who
0: yeah I understand who but, want to yeah. do that,
1: and that's a good thing for someone who is accused wrong- especially if I think about someone who's accused wrongly. And has no money, and you know they've they're just trying to make a a living, and this is going to destroy their life. Yeah, I can I can see like okay, l- let me let me give a hundred dollars to that you know, and everybody pulls their uh-huh. money, and then okay, and then in, in uh, six months I get my hundred dollars back, and that's yeah, I I'm not sure that I'm ready to do that right now, but I can see people. I think it'd be a, it's a good cause. It's a good cause. So uh, what are the answers to solving this system? I don't know, but I really think that we need to get rid of cash bail um, for um, prisoners, for jailers, for people who are accused, for defendants. Um, Either they are going to recommit or they're not going to show up for court, and we just need to keep them in jail. Yeah. We need to speed your trial, but we need to keep those folks in jail. But if you can get out, just go. Yeah. Yeah. Just go and then come back for your court day and maybe implement some of these things that'll help, um, but we'll save a ton of money. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, I'm all for reducing government.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. You know, for me, the the anticipation of death is worse than death itself. You've heard that phrase, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so um, the thought of sitting around in jail waiting for trial um, that sounds horrific, but I tell you even being released and still waiting 6 9 months for your court date. Oh yeah. Would just be a stressful, anxious totally.
1: mess. Totally. I,
0: it just seems like we've gotten way off base from what we were originally designed to do uh-huh. in our legal system. I I know you keep saying I'm a broken record on this, but I I think I'm astounded. I, 250 some days you said? That is that's unbelievable.
1: 256 days for a felony is the average jail wait time wow. for trial. And 193 for a misdemeanor.
0: That, that just blows my mind.
1: And actually, you know what? If we're talking about court dates, the number is going to be much longer because I know that many of those are... Pleading guilty and going home, uh-huh. and so that's their time gets is is cut off there. Yeah. they haven't they didn't wait their full trial, but they're out of jail, so that number is locked in there. So the number yeah. un- number of days until the actual trial, uh, it's got to be higher than that.
0: Let me ask you: uh, if you committed a crime, yep, um, you knew you were guilty, you knew you're going to be found guilty, yep. Would you rather um, be out free for that? six months, nine months, knowing that you're going to go to jail, or would you rather just go ahead and get on with your sentence?
1: I think it it slightly depends on the circumstance. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm not... Obviously,
0: it would depend on what's going on in your life and timing of things. So I can
1: imagine a scenario like that where I would say, I'm going to get out on bail, then I'm going to go put my affairs in order, hug my wife, Uh kiss my kid. And then, like, okay, actually, you know what? Uh, I'm guilty. I'm looking for a plea agreement. I'm just going to go right to prison. I think that's what I would do.
0: Yeah. Let me go ahead. Yeah, and... a short time to get things straight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I then can... I would
1: go before the trial, and and I'm with a lawyer, and say, okay, so I'm guilty, and I want to plead guilty, uh-huh. and I, and you know, I'm going to save the government a ton of money by not. We're not going to go through a trial. What can you, What can they give me as a? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I would do. Yeah. Gotcha. I wouldn't go immediately. I'd, I'd pay the bail. Sure.
0: Well, yeah. I mean,
1: and and then yeah, put my affairs in order, whatever that means. Right. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I was just sitting there thinking about nine months of knowing, oh, yeah. waiting for this shoe to drop. You know. Um, and I I guess it depends on the circumstances. If if you, you had a good job and you were making money, you might try to save as much for your family as possible or something like that, knowing that you're going to lose your job. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm just trying to think through that, you know, what that would be like. And all that I keep thinking as you're talking about all this research you've done is, uh, don't commit any crimes. Yeah, boy. Yeah.
1: Well, and this is, uh, all I've talked about here is people who are accused of crimes, right? which is, which is quite different actually. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Because there are plenty of people who are accused and are innocent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wonder how many.
1: Yeah. And there's yeah. no way to know that. But yeah, there's. I wonder how many. Mm-hmm.
0: What a nightmare. Yeah. Hey, this is Dave of the Hopper Podcast. Did you realize that we now have a Patreon account? It's a way that we can get some support from our, our listeners. We really do need that support, as podcasting does cost money. And we're putting money out to make sure that we have content for you. So please help us, support us. You can do that by tapping on the cover art on your podcast app right now and finding the support the Hopper Podcast link. Or if it's easier, go to patreon.com forward slash the Hopper Podcast, and you can support us there. We would really appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Dave, speaking of of criminals and uh, people who were accused, there yeah. are people who commit crimes that are really, really dumb. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah there there, are some, there's
0: lots of great stories out there.
1: Yeah. So there was a guy who was um, in jail, and he escaped from the jail. He was waiting a trial uh-huh. for, for a crime that he was accused of and probably did. Yeah. Uh, but he escaped from jail somehow. And uh, he's 36 years old. His name is Clint Butler. Uh, he was he. Uh, this was during COVID's quarantine, uh-huh. and so he um, was uh, claiming that he was quarantining and just hid out in his house. And police didn't know where he was exactly, and they weren't going into people's homes to look for folks. You know, that wasn't because of the quarantine. Uh-huh. A lot of that stuff was 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 done, but. He left his house for the first time in months to go to the video store to buy a copy of Call of Duty. Okay. Um, And let's see. Uh, When officers happened to be walking by, he was like walking out to his car with the copy of the video game. Yeah. Officers were walking by, uh, and he and his friend who were with him They saw the officers and then really, like, apparently awkwardly, weirdly, like, looked at each other, turned the other way away from the officers and started walking really, really fast, different from the direction where they were. So the officers went over there and asked, like, hey, what's going on? The guy freaked out and started, he attacked the cops, throwing kicks and punches, and then was, uh, of course... Uh, thrown back into jail, they realized who he was. Oh, you you left here months ago. You're gonna be here for a long time now, buddy. Jeez. Because <laughs> he and then afterwards he said it was worth it because he really wanted to play Call of Duty. All right. <laughs> All right. So there's another one. There's another guy, uh, Justin Savoy. Uh he was being arrested on a totally separate matter. As they were searching him to put him into the jail, police discovered that he had stashed a loaded twenty five caliber Titan pistol in his buttocks. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the pistol was more than four inches long It had a two and a half inch barrel. Um, when you say And it was hidden. And they were they found it in the process of searching him. They patted him down, nothing. Uh huh. He, they, he rode in the cop car uh-huh. nothing he gets in they do the fingerprint they do the whole thing they're booking him they're change, they're, they're doing the final like yeah. about to go in and this gun drops out
0: now <laughs> this man must be obese huh
1: i would imagine it does i am mean, reading this article about it doesn't say
0: inside his cavity we're talking I about between no his between his hams
1: which must be rather large i, I guess because that is a serious <laughs> Anyway, uh, that was also a rough one. Okay. I got another one here for you. Florida man. Florida man. He's awesome. Yep. Um, No, actually, sorry. No, this was a Michigan man who was in Florida. Okay. I guess when you're in Florida. When you're in Florida. You're in Florida. Okay. Anyway, he was um, caught by police peeing on the cop car. Uh And they had him in handcuffs as he was continuing to pee on the cop car. (laughs) He was uncooperative with questioning, the affidavit said. Uh, A little bit of animosity. I suppose. Man, that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty (laughs) rough. Um, Then there's the guy from Tennessee who escaped from prison. This was a few years ago. And then returned a few hours later and Why? turned himself back in.
0: Oh, I just felt guilty? I guess. Realized he couldn't really get away with it? Maybe. Huh.
1: Yeah, very strange. You, usually you would think that kind of thing through. Yeah. He didn't have a plan, I guess, once he got out. Weird. And he's like, I don't know. Wait a second. I'm going back. Maybe he had something he,
0: had to, he really had to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had to hide some money somewhere. He had or to something hide something though.
1: or go pick something up. I don't yeah. know. I don't huh. know. I got one more for you. Um, in the wintertime, police in New Jersey say that footprints in the snow led them from a crashed, stolen car to the man who was suspected of stealing the car. He, he stole the car, crashed it in the snow, uh-huh. and then just walked away, and they just followed his footprints and found him.
0: <laughs> that is some good detective work right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How? I mean, come on.
0: That's, New Jersey. They called New Jersey the Garden State for some reason.
1: Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Have you been to Newark? I have been to Newark. I used to live in New Jersey. I used to live in New Jersey. Where? In Piscataway. My dad was uh, got his master's and his PhD um, at Rutgers. Okay. And so we lived there for a number of years. And then both he and my mom both grew up in in yeah. New Jersey. All all my like all the so Fields and then my parents' family, the Richies are from New Jersey. Yeah. Outside of Newark. I have been in Newark very few times. And but there's nothing that's like a garden in the garden yeah. state. Have
0: you been to Camden?
1: I don't no, I don't think so. Not a garden. Not a garden. <laughs> Not a garden. <laughs> Why is it called a Garden State? Probably
0: somewhere up on the uh, on the west side, I think is is different. But Maybe. Um, all around Philadelphia, where I lived, and up toward New York, it's you know. My understanding just is urban.
1: That, is that uh, New York, excuse me, New Jersey is the m- most densely populated state of all of our states.
2: Is that right?
1: I think so. I think so, because you got the dense population of New York and you know all uh-huh. the New York crowd, yeah. and then Philadelphia in the south. Yeah. And the state's not that big.
0: Have you ever been to Trenton, New Jersey? I think so. Not a garden.
1: Not a garden. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
0: everywhere I've been in New Jersey, I've been like, yeah.
1: So I have been to a lot of those places, but they were when I was really little. Yeah. Because we moved away from New Jersey when I was in... I don't know, fifth grade or something.
0: I think it's one of those monikers where they're hoping, right? It's the <laughs> it's garden <aspirational>. state. Yeah. <laughs> it's one, aspirational. one day we'll be the garden state, people.
1: <laughs> I'll bet on the campus of Princeton there is a garden somewhere. Yeah,
0: Princeton's got to be nice. I've never been there.
1: I've never been there either, but yeah, I bet there's a garden there. <laughs> there's a garden there. Yeah. and so the For the whole state. For the whole state. That's the garden for the state. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what the, that's what it should be—the garden for the state.
1: The garden for the state. Where is the where is the, the garden state? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a garden, right? We have a garden.
0: <laughs> we have a garden for this whole state. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, yeah, yeah. we are the garden state.
1: To the Hopper Podcast. You've made it to the end of this week's episode. Congratulations, you win a barbecue potato chip that looks like Richard Nixon. That could actually go on eBay. I think that would be a good
0: one to claim. Yeah. Do to claim that? Write us at the Hopper Podcast at gmod.com or leave us a voicemail at 214 267 9287 join us next time. Where we'll discuss if Wheel of Fortune has put on too many bankruptcy spots. Are there a punch? They've gotten to be too excessive. Okay. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, or
1: join the Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by the Canine Film Festival. Boop. <laughs>